0: Featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Do you feel like you keep dating people who won't commit? And you've struggled in your dating life, you've gone through all these breakups, or maybe you've even struggled to consistently date and stay in the dating game, and you are actually the one who struggles to commit and let your walls down. I know how exhausting this can be when you have this desire on your heart that you really want that partner, that best friend, that person to build a life with. And yet, your dating life is just going nowhere, and you can't seem to find a person to build a healthy relationship with. I just know how frustrating that is. And I was able to take everything I know from clinical psychology and attachment theory research and NLP belief work and build a program that can help you no matter what your past has been, even if you've never had a healthy relationship before in your life, this program will help you become the securely attached, healthy, high self-worth version of you who effortlessly attracts that partner that you've always wanted. So spots are really limited. We can only take a small amount of people every month. And I want to invite you to not wait on your healing. Love is for those who are willing to be brave and do the work. And you are so deserving of removing the barriers to everything you desire. So I just want to invite you apply to the empowered secure loved program you get coaching with me and you will be able to embody that version of you that you deserve and spots once again are super limited so make sure you apply. you can find the link in my Instagram bio. my Instagram handles Dr. Morgan coaching. And the link will also be in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to embody that healthy, securely attached version of you. You are so worthy of it. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. We have a very, very special guest with us here today. We have Dr. Rachel, who I'm so lucky is a graduate of the program and also part of our amazing team at Dr. Morgan Coaching. So welcome, Rachel. I'm so excited to have you.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Morgan. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yay. And I want to give the listeners just a little bit about your background and then we'll get into Rachel's story and kind of what brought her to the program and all those juicy details. Um, but I want to start with a little bio. So Dr. Rachel has a passion for serving others, especially in assisting women to gain the confidence and skills to step into the best version of themselves. She has 20 years of counseling experience. She obtained her bachelor's degree in individual and family studies in 2002, continued on to obtain her master's degree in counseling with a certificate in family and marital counseling in 2006, and most recently completed her doctoral research in higher education and leadership in 2021, in her role as a coach with Dr. Worgit's team that's our team she enjoys working with clients to support their growth and discovery she believes in the client centered approach to coaching where the discussion is non directive or was is a non directive form of talk therapy and coaching the client will lead the conversation and Dr. Rachel will listen and offer support as needed and we're so lucky to have you on our team, to have you as a graduate of the program. So thank you for being willing to come on the show and share your story with us.
1: Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: So Rachel, you know, you've listened to the the show. One of the questions I always ask people is, what was your story or what was your life like before... Doing the program. And then what was it that really brought you to the point where you knew, okay, something has to change?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And first of all, I just want to say that this program truly did save my life. And you are just amazing, Dr. Mm-hmm. Morgan. And the work that your program does. Um, because my life before the program, honestly, <laughs> I was in my late 30s, and I would just describe it as my personal life was just a mess. Um you know and and like a lot of our clients will tell us I felt that I had everything else together I had my education mm-hmm. I had um great relationships other than my romantic one um I had a great career but I just could not seem to find what the common denominator was was it me which throughout the program time I realized it was me um but I went through a divorce Back in 2015, and I had two small children at that time. They, they were very young, um, and from that divorce, I really lost myself. I became the first person in my family and friend circle that was divorced, so there was a lot of shame around that. And I, even though I would tell, like my rational brain um, would tell myself you shouldn't be ashamed. You're human. And, you know, people make mistakes and things don't work out. I still felt so much shame. And and through therapy, through talking to colleagues and friends, it, it didn't matter. I carried that around for many years. Um, and if you didn't really know me, you might have thought I was doing okay, but it was ultimately moving over into my relationships. And so from that divorce, I ended up in just one relationship after another that did not go anywhere. It would be like um everything was so unfulfilling and then one would end for whatever reason. It was usually me. And then I would be in another one that was just another dead-end relationship. So I finally... It was during COVID, I think, that I was really listening to your podcast religiously. I was working from home most of the time during those two years, and when I would run on my lunch break, I needed to find something, and I found your podcast first. I think Mm -hmm. that's how a lot of our clients actually find you, and I listened religiously, I'm gonna say for about nine months, kept thinking I really wanna join this program, but I don't have the funds, I'm a single mom, and then finally, something just said, you gotta do this, right? you just gotta do it. So I did, and those eight weeks that I had in the program were really life-changing. And even though I'd been through therapy, I have a background in counseling and psychology, it, it's just the, the work of, I think, getting down to that core and those beliefs that just really, I mean, I uncovered so much, and it was just very life-changing.
0: Oh, it's so good to hear you share this and I know so many people can relate. A lot of our listeners probably have carried shame about the way that their romantic relationships have gone and thinking like, "Oh, this is how it should have been" or even like, "I'm a failure in my relationships." And I love that you that you talked about that and even just this reality that maybe from the outside it seemed like everything was fine and you know, you're very put together and obviously, um, higher education, all, all the things, but, but knowing that deep down something wasn't, wasn't right. And you weren't truly happy and, and living your best life. So, um, I'm just so glad that you found us too. And that, that, you know, that you've done this work, it's just, it's such a gift to us. I I'm curious about that, um, going through the divorce and being, being the only one in your friend group and kind of like the shame, take me back to that time. And like, what were some of your beliefs about yourself and just beliefs about relationships during that time of your life?
1: Yeah. Thank you. I think that's really good to go back to because these were truly limiting beliefs now that I know, but at the time they felt so real. Um, a big one for me was that I'm not, I'm just not made for relationships. I'm not cut out for them, for romantic relationships. And I would tell people, it's just maybe not for me. Maybe my purpose was to raise my children, be a great friend and a great counselor, but I'm not cut out for a romantic relationship. And I believed that for I'm going to say a good six seven years.
0: Oh my gosh, Rachel! How many people do we know that that think that? And like, yes. all, a lot of our clients. And there's a lot of um, protection in that because you kind of just write yeah. it off. You're like, okay, You're I just right. won't, just won't have that part of my life together.
1: Yes, exactly. And another thing that happened to Dr. Morgan would be um, where the shame came in is I my children were little at the time. So I would go to every birthday party as the single mom, the dance recitals, the little league field. Um, and then I would feel almost um, very uncomfortable if my friends that were married, they would sometimes, I wouldn't get invited to certain things because I was the single girl. And it would be couples' things, so that I think those external messages that I was getting just added to those beliefs that I had that I'm just, I'm sh- there's shame around this. Maybe I'm not worthy, um, and it and I just tried to work through it, but it became a big mess, and I didn't know what to do oh. and where to even start.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like I know you shared you were you were dating, and just every time either you would end it or it would end and it just, your relationships just weren't able to move forward. That's right.
1: And so when I went through your program, I I had not really studied much on attachment theory. And, you know, we learn a little bit about it, but I never really dived into it much in my studies. So I had no idea that at the time I was really operating strongly out of the anxious, and but I did have some avoidancy too. But I mm. would never have guessed that. If somebody had said that to me, I would have said no way on the avoidancy. Mm -hmm. But as I started to take the program and really start to reflect and dive in a little bit, I started to realize that yes, I was operating with a lot of anxious behavior. Um, For instance, if a relationship ended and even if I really wasn't into this person, because maybe there wasn't a lot of time invested yet, I would go crazy like what happened? Why didn't they want me? Um, What's wrong with me? um, a lot of abandonment things that came up during that time. And, but then, you know, on the flip side, there might be a relationship that I would be in where the minute they did something I didn't like, I was just like, I'm out. I've been through a divorce. I don't need to put up with this. I'm out. And that was a lot of my avoidancy, I think, popping up.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think sometimes it's, it's hard for us to see ourselves the way that we really are and maybe we're more comfortable with being aware of the anxious attachment but then when we see the avoidant it's like no way is that me right and i i can totally relate to that and when when you think about that time rachel it's probably out of fear right like we we can wow. connect those attachment strategies whether anxious or avoidant of operating out of fear do you know what the fear was? If I get close to someone, if I'm vulnerable in this relationship, what would happen? What was your fear at that time?
1: Yes, at that time it was if I get close to this person, they're going to leave me. The relationship's going to dissolve like my marriage did. And maybe they're going to find out that I'm not. As put together as I think I am, or as maybe they think so on the surface looking at me. And so I think that's mm-hmm. where a lot of that fear stemmed from. And I, I think, think that so many,
0: so yeah. many of our listeners, I, and I hate to interrupt you, but that was I, so profound because so many of our listeners relate to those two fears, which at the core are fear of abandonment and then fear of being deeply seen and known because you haven't deeply seen and known yourself. So how could someone else, and then if they see there's something wrong with me or not good enough, then ultimately I'll be abandoned again. So thank you for sharing that. There's so many people listening who relate to what you're sharing.
1: Oh, absolutely yes, and I think you're right. If you don't take that deep look in and know that about yourself, uh, or know the things about yourself, like you're not—we're not perfect. So now that I've done a lot of reflection and some intention work, and going through the program, um, and and in my role of coaching in the program too, which holds me so accountable, I realize that there's parts of me that I'm always growing and working on. But that doesn't mean I'm I'm not okay. That doesn't mean that it's bad. I'm human. And I like that part of me. I like that I know and I'm aware and I can grow. But before I could get to that place, I think there was a lot of shame and fear around that. Thank
0: you for for acknowledging that. And absolutely, it's about radical self-acceptance and this, this awareness that I am enough as I am. There's nothing wrong with me. And I will continue to grow and heal and evolve throughout my life. We never, we'd ever reach the top of this, you know, self actualized self actualized mountaintop, and then ooh, we're completely healed. It is this lifelong commitment to healing and growing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. You're I'm just picturing you, you're you're running on your lunch breaks, you're listening to the podcast for nine months, and then you say, Okay, Rach, I have to do this. Um walk us through your time in the program and just kind of what was going on
1: for you as you were going through that eight weeks. Okay, sure. So I was working from home and it was January when I started this program. I want to say it was about two years ago. And so I was we were in isolation still from the pandemic. And so I thought this is the perfect time. I, I have a lot of time to focus on it. I'm not seeing a lot of people. So I would just dive into the coursework and I would pace myself through it. And I just thought, OK, when I come across something that I know I need a little bit more work on, I'm going to spend some more time. But I didn't realize that that would happen as early on as it did. Mm-hmm. And. um it was the very beginning where you have us looking at our foundations and our core um, relationships that I realized, oh my gosh, I think I can go deeper here than I initially thought. So I just surrendered to it and said, I'm going to just see what comes up from this and I'm going to go and go with this. And it was from that moment on, it it was just really wonderful for me. Um, Parts of it were tough, but there were parts that were amazing because I was discovering parts of myself that I knew were there, but they had just been hidden or I just wasn't able to see them.
0: Yeah. And that, that relationship inventory Exercise. I think you're partially referring to that where right. you're just looking at all your relationships in a different way. And it sounds like you were able to really put put some things together and just have some insights that you hadn't had before.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay. And then tell me about obviously I know kind of the journey you went on, but I want to hear about module two beliefs about yourself beliefs oh. about relationships repetition and compulsion all the things that you go through in module 2 and what what was that like to go through that part of the program
1: that was very challenging but it was so necessary i think for the growth to really happen um for me the biggest one was the the limiting beliefs around myself I realized during that time that I had so many limiting beliefs about myself. And it was sad when I actually wrote them down and saw them because I, you know, I teach to people every day at work in my, in my career to, you know, self-acceptance of showing up as your best self, but then to see on paper, what I was thinking about myself and the things that I would tell myself. And I, I sat and I thought people even closest to me would never think that I would Speak about myself this way or think these things of myself, and so I actually cried during that um, exercise, and I took a few days before I moved into the empowering beliefs, you know, to mm-hmm. circumvent that, and then again some more days in between moving into the living beliefs about relationships as well, which that too was very eye opening for me as well.
0: Thank you so much for for sharing that, and I think. There is a lot of sadness that we experience when we realize what we've been carrying around unconsciously. And I I love that you shared that you made space for that and you took time and allowed yourself to cry. That's, that's so important.
1: Oh, I, I agree. And, you know, I always tell clients too when we're coaching them that it's okay to feel through these emotions and you don't that's what we want you to do we don't want you to mask that because it's coming up to the surface for a reason and maybe you've never really discovered this before but now you know and and you're feeling through it and some true healing can really occur from that and that definitely is what happened for me.
0: Yeah, so you're you're moving through the program and then obviously in module 3 there's so much more about attachment theory and developing your securely attached identity, securely attached to Rachel. Um, I know that, that there's so many pieces there. Can you share with us like some of the changes that you started to notice as you were going through it?
1: Yes, the securely attached you document is so, so powerful. Um, For me, a lot of my anxious attachment would cause me to show up in relationships extremely jealous and non-trusting of my partner. And... And it was something that I wanted so desperately to work on and fix, but I honestly did not know how. And it would lead to arguments and then I would say, okay, you know, I won't ask that again, or I won't think that again. And it would come up three months later, for instance. So when you have us do that exercise, and it's like we really sit and think about, okay, if I'm gonna show up here in this relationship or this future relationship, how does it look like? how will that look like as a secure version of myself? What do I want that to look like? And I sat with that and I journaled through that and found a lot of things that I wanted to include. Um And so I made my document. And to this day, I say that religiously every single day with my morning alignment work, mm-hmm. Because I feel that it's holding me accountable because I know, right? We're human and we slip up and we're triggered. Um, but I, because I do it every day, it's kind of ingrained in me that as soon as those triggers happen, I literally revert back to that document. I can see it and I will say, okay, don't overgeneralize, for instance, or trust this until, unless this person has shown you otherwise and they haven't yet. Right. So this is course correcting. Okay. So then you're going to trust what they're telling you because they haven't given you any reason. So it was things like that. And I'm telling you, I'm Dr. Morgan. It was again, life-changing. It has just helped me so much. Oh, I love it. I love hearing that. Um, And then,
0: so it's been, you know, what I love about this is it's not like you just go through this and it's great while you're in it because some programs are like that where okay, you're in it. And while you're in it, it's great. And then as soon as you're done with it, the impact is gone. Right. So what I love about what you're saying, um, which I know to be true, is how this really does get to your core and your identity and you're making lifelong shifts that yes. the work that you did in that eight weeks makes your entire rest of your life different. So- yes. Yeah. And, and I, and obviously you wouldn't have wanted to work with us
1: if that hadn't been the case. That is so true. And (laughs) I mean, I had people telling me while I was in it, and I think I had mentioned it to you at one point when, um, when I was a member of the program, people came up to me, honestly, and were like, you just seem different. You have a different light about you. Um, and in different groups that i'm in i've had people say my energy is different and i was so thrilled because i could feel changes happening but the fact that people could see them just made me even more excited about it and um because i hold myself accountable to it it's part of my morning my sacred morning routine every day is a lot of the stuff we learned in this program um and it has literally become a lifestyle for me just like exercises or you know eating healthy or you know, whatever it is that people do, I try to tell the clients, you, you can embed this into your everyday lifestyle and it's something that you'll have with you always. So you don't want to just do it for eight or 12 weeks and then lose it. Yeah. It's it's like anything else, but you have to practice and, and have consistency with it. And then it truly works.
0: You're such a wonderful example of that, of really internalizing it and, and just, just like a healthy exercise routine, making it part of your life. And I see so many women who are successful in our program. That's exactly what they do. So I love that here, here we are years later and you have, you know, maintained your shifts and you're becoming even more securely attached. And I, I love it. Um, for you, I'd love to know kind of like life after the program. I'm sure there's a lot of ways that things are different, but for dating and relationships, how, like, how do you think it's changed in terms of your approach and your experiences?
1: Okay, I have a couple examples. Um, one is just with my family and I would say colleagues. And I'm able to assert myself so much stronger. I have better boundaries now. Like that was a huge area for me. And coming through this program, I realized I have a right to certain boundaries with different relationships and they might change depending on the relationship. So I come from a very close extended family and I had to put some boundaries in place, Um, even with just my two children who are teenagers now. Um, with colleagues. So that's been a real, a real blessing from coming through the program. And then with regards to dating, I took a long time off. I wanted to focus on the program. That's just what I had decided to do for me. And um I just wanted to get really good at what, who I was and what I needed and what I was looking for in a secure relationship. And I have since met a wonderful partner who was in my life prior to the program and things hadn't worked out because of my anxious attachment. And he has since um, accepted that and is willing to work with me on rebuilding our relationship. So that has been within the last year, something so beautiful that's happened again. And I um, and he supports me and the work I do on myself every day. And I just, I know for a fact that we wouldn't be here if I didn't go through this and work on a lot of the areas I had to work on.
0: Oh, I love that so much. I love it. Yeah. Isn't it wild how we can have a completely different experience in a relationship when we show up differently? It can be an entirely different relationship just by yes. changing
1: how we show up. Yes. And I think that he, <laughs> I think that he could attest to that, that yes, at times I, I think he realizes I'm stronger and more sort of than he realized. And it's a good thing. And I can say, When I don't like something, I can state my standards and my boundaries and and he respects it, which is just really wonderful.
0: I'm not afraid to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously how it impacts you at work and with family and your role as a mom, obviously there's just all these different, different ways that you healing that relationship with yourself and being able to communicate well, it's just impacted you in so many areas.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Yes. I love it. Um I want to talk to you about kind of your work in the program as one of our coaches because I love coaching women inside the program and I definitely want to hear your perspective too. Um before we do that though, I've I just have been thinking about as you and I've been having this conversation how so many people in helping professions whether it's counseling, nurses, doctors, people who find themselves in health professions and helping professions. I feel like we know intellectually all the things, right? And we're helping right. all these people, but yet so many of us have neglected ourselves and our yes. our own self-worth. You agree with that?
1: Oh, I do. I absolutely do. And I can. I think that sometimes it can be burnout or that we pour so much into that servant leadership or whatever our mission is that we're doing with people and that we, we do, we forget ourselves. And, and you'll see that even just in mothering even, they pour everything into their families and their children and then they forget who they are. And it's so important because we can't do the good work for others if we are not taking care of ourselves. So it does come down to, we have to take care of ourselves on all different levels.
0: Yeah. And Rachel, I don't know about you, but when I was avoiding doing my own healing work, I was just packing my my therapy calendar. I was seeing 30 clients a week and I was just working my butt off and I was giving so much to others. And part of that was out of avoidance of me doing my own work.
1: Oh yes, yes. I can see that we were trying to make ourselves busy so we can just neglect what really is the obvious and we don't want to deal with it at the time. And so I think it was taking that like leaning in and saying, Okay, I know there's something I want to work on here to make myself show up as my best version of myself and let let's do this. Like it's time. And I think yeah. but I think that is absolutely right. And so you need to make the space and the time to do that though.
0: Absolutely. And you know, I, I loved how you shared. Like, I, I think it's true. If we look at someone who's in a helping profession, such as you or myself or nurses or whoever, we kind of go, "Okay, they've got it together because they they know to take care of themselves because it's their job, right? Like they help right. other people." But it's so important for for people if you're if you're in that role. I think instead of assuming that you know you need to say, wow, I'm even more susceptible to not taking care of myself since I've been so pulled to be in service and take care of others. I'm very vulnerable to neglecting myself. And that means I need to really, really look and make sure I'm okay.
1: Oh, I agree. And I think that a lot of people, like I see it in my own circle of close colleagues, we they sometimes feel without directly saying it but I can tell they feel that if they take time for themselves their self-care that it's it's taking away from helping others that it's um, I, I'm not I can't find the word but basically, taking away from their work for others. And I tell them it's so important. Your self-care is important for your emotional health, your mental health, your physical health. And so we try to talk about that. But I think like you're saying, Dr. Morgan, it is a huge problem in the helping Mm -hmm. professions because of what our main mission is and what we're trying to do to help others. Yeah, and
0: thank you for being an example of someone who is willing to take that space for herself, obviously, and knowing that you were so worthy of doing the healing work and coming out on the other side. And, you know, yeah. now you're, you're obviously continuing in, in your work and you're getting to work with us um, yes. in the program. And yeah, I want to just hear from you. What, what has that been like getting to coach women who are going through the same process that
1: that you went through? Oh it's been amazing. So I've been coaching on your staff now for about a year. It was just a year and it has just wonderful to meet all of the different women that come through the program to realize and to assure them that we're we're never alone. There's there's a community of us that are here to help each other and support each other. So hearing their stories and then seeing them as they progress through a lot of times later on they stay on or they connect with us. And that's really great to see the great changes in their lives because of the program. And I just sit there and smile and think like, they got it. This is so great. And hopefully they'll tell somebody else that might need it. And then that person will find us and it it can just be a continual flow of helping others. I love
0: it so much. And I, I think about too, I think you mentioned this, how being in our community and getting to coach women is also a way for us to be accountable to the work right like you're right. you're immersed in it you're of service and when we hear from our clients it also forces us to grow and heal and so it really is this like it just i don't think our clients realize how much they act they give to us too Yes. Just by showing up and being vulnerable, and and I'm always so so inspired and just so grateful um, to hear our clients' stories because it it also helps me continue to heal and grow too.
1: Oh, I agree with that so much, and I am I'm inspired by them. I learn from them. Um, I'm amazed by some of them, like you are too, Dr. Morgan, like I give them so much credit and and they share and they're so vulnerable, um, but it does, it keeps us accountable, especially when they ask, can you, for instance, can you help me work through emotion regulation? And it just makes me then want to really help myself too. So it's, I'm helping them, but then that process is also helping me and, and I'm staying accountable. So it's it's just been really great that way.
0: Yeah. It's such a, it's such a beautiful community. And I think that it just feels like such a safe, such a safe environment, I think, to talk about all the struggles and to be open and honest about your negative core beliefs. And, you know, we have women posting their their negative core beliefs in our Facebook community. And it's, it's just amazing to see that it's our private group and just see how people are growing and supporting one another. And I'm always so happy to have you part of that and sharing in it.
1: Oh, yes, thank you. And I, I just wanted to add to that, that when I see that, when I see them posting in our private group and they're posting on things that are really sensitive, like their limiting beliefs, I mean, we know that that took a lot of courage for some people to do that, to share that vulnerability. And that just is amazing because sometimes you'll talk to them in in your one-on-one sessions or in our groups. And, you know, some of them might be afraid to speak up. But then when we see them do that, it's like they finally have realized there is connection and there's community here and it's safe. And that is so important for the healing too, the healing process.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because when we get things out and we put them out in the open and we have that radical self-acceptance and radical self-compassion, that's when we can really release them and make room for those empowering beliefs and new ways of being. So that vulnerability is just another way to practice radical self-acceptance. Yes. This has been such a great conversation. I don't, I don't want it to end. I do, I, I do want to ask you this question. If we have someone who's listening who's really on the fence about the program, maybe they're like you. They've been listening for nine months and they're like, I don't know if I could do it. Like, you know, they're feeling scared. What, what would you say to that person who's on the fence?
1: Yeah, I would just say, you, you are your own. Best investment. So, if you're sitting there and you're wondering, and if it's a financial decision, and we we understand that, right? But if it's you're just not sure, you don't know if you can get vulnerable with yourself, and um, I would just say, lean into that fear and just do it because this is such a wonderful investment. Because you're investing on yourself, on your future, your future relationships, and um, you know, it's it's something that you can't nobody can take it from you. It's kind of like I tell people in education, that's one thing they can't take away from you when you get your education. Mm -hmm. So this is like knowledge that you're going to get that you can then take with you and use and and as you work towards your highest self. So I say if if those are the things that are questioning your decision whether or not you should do it, I say lean in and just do it. And it will be one of the best investments that you will make.
0: Thank you so much Rachel. I I appreciate that and you're such a wonderful example of taking that leap and showing up and doing the work and how it has changed the the trajectory yes. of your life and obviously I love I love witnessing that. We're yes. so lucky to have you and just for having you share your story today. I know there's listeners who related. Um I'm going to ask you one last question but before <laughs> I do how can people get in touch with you if they want to talk with you just about either about the program or your experience? What's the best way?
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, I am on Instagram, um, and I am trying to. I have my handle on. Um, it's somewhere in here. Um, so if they want to find me, Doctor Morgan, on Instagram, yeah. I am lowercase doctor, which is just dr. Period underscore Rachel. And that's R-A-C-H-A-E-L underscore K.
0: Perfect. And we'll put it in the show notes too. So people can connect with you. So if you want to send Rachel a message, maybe just tell her, thank you for being vulnerable. Or you have questions about the program, please do reach out to her. I know you'd love to connect with people. Um, Yeah. And we so appreciate you as part of our team, you are such a bright light and you're always cheering oh, people on you. in our team. So thank you so much for all you do for our community. Um, You've heard this question. I always ask my guests. So I'm going to ask you if you were walking down the street and someone random comes up to you and they say, okay, Dr. Rachel, I want your best life advice of this current moment. What, what would your, your best life advice right now be?
1: Okay, right in this moment is do not worry what others think of you. Just let it go. I, I spent too many years worrying about what people think of me and it took until I was in my 40s to realize it doesn't matter if I'm not hurting them, I'm not hurting myself, it doesn't matter. So you just go be you and be the best you that you can be.
0: Oh, the best advice. You always seem to hear that one over and over because we're so conditioned to worry about what people think of us. So that's a really important one. Just put that all over your, you know, all over your walls and sticky notes. (laughs) Don't worry what people think. I love it. Well, you have been such an amazing guest. Thank you once again. Thank you 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 so
1: much for having me. It's been an honor.
0: Of course. All right, y'all. And if you appreciated this episode, make sure you screenshot it, share it to your Instagram stories, tag me. I want to see, Um, obviously reach out to Rachel if you want. And of course, if you also went, oh my gosh, I think I need to do the program and Rachel's story inspired you. We have the link to apply to the program in the show notes. So we would be honored to coach you and and welcome you into the community and just to help you through your own transformation. So um, thank you again, Rachel. Thank you. Awesome. And to everyone listening, of course, we're wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. We'll talk to you soon.